I'm going to read this quotation, Frank, and I want you to tell me who said it. Was it Mark Twain? Yeah, come on. <laughs> Was okay, it? Let's, okay. Okay, no guesses beforehand. Travel is fatal to prejudice, bigotry, and narrow-mindedness, and many of our people need it sorely on these accounts. Broad, wholesome, charitable views of men and things cannot be acquired by vegetating in one little corner of the earth all one's lifetime. Okay, Frank, who do you think said that? I'm trying to think. Um, I am going to say... Oh, Gallagher? It was Mark Twain. Oh, Mark Twain! Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, when I hear this quotation... Is it quote or quotation? I would take marks off in the early 2000s on a kid who put quote. And now I feel yeah. weird saying quotation. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not taking marks off. Okay. Well, you're gonna, we're going to use quote as a, as a noun. It's quote. And, you know, this sounds like things that rich people would say. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It, it's one of those memes where there's a wine mom saying just like, I love travel. You know, that, that kind of thing. It's like, travel opens my soul. I'm just thinking, because it was just March break, week off of uh, school for me, and a lot of people went away, and uh, what broke open for me wasn't my worldview, but the boiler in my basement. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. So, this quote has been used to describe the song Rome by the B-52s. Yeah, that's a, a I think we, we looked at the same quote, which is why I knew it was Mark Twain before you said it would Right. The, the, the quote. Did we also watch the same video where the guy read it to Cindy Wilson? No. She's like, yeah, yeah, that sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, like, oh, I will use this as well. Thank you, YouTuber. Yeah. The, the site that I read said, Rome is the musical equivalent of that quote, a call to go out and see the world. B-52's Rome, big song off of their biggest album, uh, Cosmic Thing, from 1989? 89, yeah. Yep, 1989. And of course, the, the big, big song that, even though both of these songs, the two major singles, both rank the same on Billboard, yep. uh, Love Shack is the one that is remembered the most because as fred schneider said this is the song you're going to hear at bar mitzvahs and weddings for the rest of your life yeah <laughs> it's true um retro nights at the clubs and all that other yeah. sort of fun stuff yeah when you when you think b-52s you're you're automatically thinking love shack and uh and rock lobster which is um rock lobster is a little bit ridiculous but that was all the way back in 1978 too I yeah think, it's when, way when back that that's their out. that's the first thing one of the first things they wrote yeah but uh um Rome is kind of the uh, forgotten child of uh, of the big hits that, that that they had, right? Yeah, and you chose Rome. The, this was your choice to mm -hmm. do this song. So why Rome, Frank? I just really like travel, and I think that it opens up my soul. And this song is about opening up my soul and traveling. I'm amazed you became a wine mom so quickly. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> no, um, I, I think because it is 
kind of that forgotten song from them. And yeah. uh, I remember when this came out, I was uh, listening to the radio at night when I went to sleep and everything. And, you know, I knew Love Jack and in 89, I would have been uh, 12. So I was still, well, I still am really immature, but, you know, Love Shack had that, uh, you know, that sort of the innuendo that went along with it. And uh, I remember kind of giggling and feeling like, he's like, I'm listening to something a little bit naughty, maybe. Right. Um, but then Rome came out and the interplay of the vocals, I just, I just love the, even back then, I loved the way uh, Kate Pearson and uh, uh, Cindy Wilson sounded together on the yeah. song. And then just understanding that it was the same band and it, it just seemed like such a, a a fun song from a fun band and it made the band seem less like a novelty act yeah yeah because this is a one of the few songs when fred schneider isn't sort of taking the lead on right yeah it's, it's exactly that it, it doesn't seem like a novelty yeah so here at bill and frank's guilt-free pleasures we cast a wide net on what we refer to as a guilt-free pleasure yeah so this one, in terms of where this net is landing, this could be where we would say a type of song you wouldn't remember, maybe, unless someone mentioned it to you. But as soon as yeah. you heard it, you would know the song. Yeah. And you could sing along to yeah. it. Let's go through the song history a bit. Do you want? We could talk about the B-52s history as well. Well, that'll come out of the song history. Yeah, I think Maybe. so. Well, <laughs> well, let, well, let's talk about the band a little sure. bit, right? Because okay. they uh, started in Athens, Georgia in the in the 70s. And they're primarily known as a, as a new wave band, right? So, yeah. And they're coming up in an era where they're in Georgia, like they really don't fit in they're kind of like artsy fun like party band right and uh, i guess when when they started they just like would go and play at parties and that was it and then they got a bit of a movement in uh in their own hometown and and everything and then sort of branched out from there but but yeah they were they were just out having fun they all knew each other cindy and and her brother ricky or to the the founding founding members, and then everyone kind of knew each other from high school and art school or or whatever. So they just sort of came together and like just started jamming, right? Yeah, and that was it. I mean, so I guess they got together and they mm-hmm. drank something called a flaming volcano. Okay, and so it involves like I think it involves like a big bowl that you all drink out of. Okay, and it's like mixed with lots of different liquor, and it's super strong yeah and so but it sounds terrible yeah yeah but out of that experience they started jamming together and that's where the b-52s were born yeah and apparently the name of the band came in a dream to keith strickland who became the guitar player later yeah but he was drummer then and he had a dream where someone whispered in his ear you're the b-52s yeah which had to do with the hair style of the yeah of the two women in the band yeah the 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 wigs that they that yeah wear so it turns out that three of them are from Athens, Georgia, and then Fred Schneider and Kate Pearson are actually from New Jersey initially. Oh, okay. And then yeah. moved down. Yeah, okay. So, but from there, I mean, things took off. College yeah. Radio loved them, and Australia loved them. Yeah, yeah. So, they, I mean, they were an indie band, right? Yeah. Like, they're college radio friendly, and, and that was about it. I think probably up until this album came out, so for the first, like, 
uh, I think they started um, like they they came together in like '74 or something like that. Yeah. So for for 15 years they were just a college radio band yeah. and you know kind of working odd job or side jobs and, and whatnot. Yeah. Until yeah. Uh, until they uh, this album this, this uh, album blew up. Yeah. I mean they had this big success in terms of their live show. So I yeah. watched I watched a video uh, in uh, that was in Rio. Mm-hmm. They did they did band in Rio and that was the guitarist last show. Ricky, Ricky Wilson. Wilson, yep. And there's a ton, there's like tons of people. Like mm-hmm. It's just huge. And so watching them live is incredible. I kind of was sort of dismissive of them. And when you said Rome, like, oh, I like that song. But the more mm-hmm. I dove into the band, I'm like, holy cow, this yeah. is great. Yeah. And when you listen to the song too, because it's just Kate Pearson and, uh, and Cindy Wilson singing, but they do not hold back on the lyrics. They're just really giving mm-hmm. it. Every single line, every single word, yeah. they're really sort of driving it home. And it's, you can hear the fun that they're having with the song, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we we have uh, diverging sort of uh, uh, ideas of what, what the song is about. Yeah. But uh, despite the subject matter that I read that the song is about, it, like they, they're having a, a, a good, good time with it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so in terms of the history of the song, this comes out of a poem written by Robert Waldrop, which is a friend of the band. Yeah. He brought them. It's just a poem, mm-hmm. not a song. I gave them a poem. And Kate Pearson and Cindy Wilson, they constructed vocal arrangements around this mm-hmm. and added parts to it. So that opening line, I hear a wind, whistling air, whispering in my ear. They made that up for the song okay. from, I, from an interview I watched. It's interesting to think about what this poem would have looked like initially. Yeah. And just on the side, Robert Waldrop was interviewed, and he talked about Cosmic Thing being this healing experience for them. Yeah. And he talked about this being like a New Orleans-style wake funeral, where there's this sort of joyfulness that comes with it playing music. And so just to uh, just kind of state that this album comes out of sort of years of grief over the death of the guitarist, Mm -hmm. Ricky Wilson, who's the brother of of cindy cindy yeah and he he passed away from complications from aids yeah and and so this is a course that was in i think 85 85 yeah and i mean back then aids was a whole other thing it was kind of a muted subject Mm -hmm. i think at least we grew up in the midst of it it was still kind of confusing to us yeah it wasn't uh well it definitely wasn't widely understood that's for sure Mm -hmm. but yeah this is right in the middle of a like Reagan America, right? There is a definitely a, a negative stigma about it, oh, and, yeah. uh, and and the people that got it were obviously stigmatized uh, yeah. because of, because of that. But um, the B fifty two took a stand though in terms of they they did this thing that looked like Sergeant Pepper's Lonely yeah. Hearts Club, where they 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 did a like an awareness I think infomercial or something or it wasn't that it was like a commercial or, yeah. or something for awareness. They fundraised a ton of money, so they were able mm-hmm. to channel their grief into this amazing thing. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. Cosmic Thing, which yeah. is a fantastic album. Yeah, but this song, incredible. Mm-hmm. So Robert Waldrop, fr- friend of the band, who'd written songs before, even from their first album, and and he did uh, he did the artwork for for he did for Cosmic Thing, and and 
something did he do this, it for Cosmic Thing or but he the, did the album previous to the this previous one anyways. Yeah, he did. So so this poem comes in and we have them doing their vocal arrangements to it. But I think we need to talk about the song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lyrics. And so uh all right. So when I was uh reading through the lyrics before I even looked at fan theories, I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think they're talking about travel. I don't think this is about traveling. I was thinking this might be a type of traveling that might have gone on in the Love Shack, but uh-huh. it, it certainly doesn't sound like you're talking about traveling the world, unless the world is a euphemism yeah. for something. Yeah. Like a body. Well, that's that's the, yeah, the fan theories are definitely very sexually explicit in, yeah. in, in nature. Um, now, 12-year-old me, when I heard this and... First of all, I when I heard Rome, is I thought it was about the city Rome, right? Again, and, but uh, then understanding it's like no, it's Rome as in roaming, right. and I can understand like the roaming hands and all that other sort yeah. of stuff. Um, there was some I, I did read somewhere that uh, uh, I forget I forget where it was. But anyways, they were saying that it's it's about wanderlust and 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 have a very a very zen uh, sort of feel about it. So. Not that it gives much credence to to that uh, that theme necessarily. It was just kind of a a one off. But then um, there was an article or an interview that Cindy Wilson gave. Yeah, and uh, I'll just read it here. Years later, Wilson revealed the deep hidden meaning, a phrase Rogers uh, would popularize in his hit making philosophy behind Rome, suggesting it was actually a song not about traveling from place to place, but the mysteries of loss. Rome has many meetings, but it's a beautiful song about death. It's about when your spirit leaves your body and you can just roam. So that came from Cindy Wilson. So I'm gonna give that a little bit more, a little bit more um credit than fan theories. And I also read somewhere that the band has heard those fan theories, but have never really openly talked about that as as the theme of the song. Well, all right. Well listen. I'm sorry, Cindy, but I have an English degree, so uh, we we know how to read these things. And I just, uh, I can't see... Re- 12-year-old Frank wants to believe that this is a song about travel. And wine moms everywhere also want to believe that. Yeah. I just got to say that it might be a song about making out, but maybe the innuendo in it is it's, instead of an innuendo song, like a song about traveling where the innuendo is about, you know, the activity Sex. between lovers. <laughs> yeah. Instead, I think it's a song about the activity between lovers, but maybe the innuendo is travel. <laughs> so I will give you that. But either way, it's it's fun. This yeah. is about the joy. So it's not like what's well, a joyful song? Yeah. So even if it's, I think that to me when I read it, I'm like oh no, this sounds like this is about lovers, but it's not like. Like, it's not a naughty song. Yeah. Even though I saw fan theories like, oh, it's very dirty. This is not a dirty song. No. But it, it's no, 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 a no. song full of joy mm-hmm. and fun. Yeah. And I think the life that the song has taken. So I think the poem might be about one thing, but what they did with the song is they made us all feel it was about traveling. Yeah. And it is about traveling as the song has taken on a life of its own. So whatever the lyrics point out to you. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, in the video... There's some, there's definitely well, some yeah, There's hints. definitely some imagery. I don't know what you like think a, a donut and a banana means, Frank, but... Uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, when, because it had been such a long time since I saw the video. So when I rewatched it for this, uh, for this episode, just like, did that banana just fly through a bagel? Yeah. Like, 
I wonder what that means. <laughs> oh, exactly. I'm sure it's just about traveling, Frank. You're 12-year-old Frank. Don't you worry about that. The lyrics aren't the thing that brings me back to the song. No. Like, I'd, I also thought it was about Rome and Italy, too, because yeah. <laughs> I was also 12, because we're the same age when I heard yeah. it. Like, oh, cool. I'd love to go to Rome. Yeah. It's those vocals. Yeah. And that arrangement, what they're doing is incredible. Well, early on, um, so the, the first verse with the uh, um and it's it's Kate Pearson doing doing the first verse. It, the boy Mercury shooting um shooting through uh every degree. Oh girl dancing down dirty those dirty and dusty trails. Sorry, I cannot read. But um like she's singing, but then there's like like she gets really like low with the voice and, and it, it's just it, I, I've said this a couple of times, but it's not guttural, but but there's a very sort of like soulful, powerful intonation in her voice. And then in the in the second verse, like Cindy Wilson does the same thing. You can hear her singing, but then it's just like there's a it, guttural thing yeah, going on. Yeah. And it's powerful. And it just it makes the song just really pop, yeah. which yeah. is awesome. When she hits the word sunset, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so fun. And that I I can't help because we're part of that MTV in Canada much music generation. Yeah. Where I see that video and I see the joy on both of their faces. Right when they're doing their yeah, thing, yeah, because they're so like they're having so much fun, and and that's what the band was always about too, yeah. right? Was just they they were a fun party band, yeah. And you could you could yeah exactly you could see the you could see the smiles on the faces and everything, and yeah. they just like they looked like they were having a blast, right? So I mean that's where for me is that that combination of vocals and and when you try to figure out who's singing yeah it changes because I was I was reading an interview with Kate Pearson and she talks about their vocals and I was trying to figure out what where these vocals are coming from so I got part of me was thinking this feels like beach blanket bingo or something like something from the 60s and it also feels like something about some of those 80s bands that I was thinking like Go-Go's and stuff, but yeah, it wasn't. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But then there's something else to their, they're so confident. Yeah. And they're so polished as well without mm-hmm. seeming polished. Yeah. So she says the inspiration for our vocal harmonies was sort of Appalachian. Yeah. It's sort of at weird intervals and it almost has an Appalachian kind of feel to it. The harmonies are really spontaneous. And the way we jammed, we would just get into a trance, almost like automatic writing. This collective unconscious would take over, and sometimes we'd be singing all at once. 
Mm-hmm. We'd listen back to the tape and seek out the best parts and patch them together. The, the way they created songs was crazy as well. Like they yeah. would spend a ton of time just jamming. Mm-hmm. And so these harmonies are also a natural thing that's happening as they kind of get into the space of the song. Mm. Well, I mean, th- this is a band that has uh, been together. I think they've, they're they're kind of retired now, but like uh, in, in the early 90s, uh, Cindy Wilson left the band uh, for, for a brief period of yeah. time. But this is a band that had been together for um, almost 20 years. So there's like this... And and kind of like on a, on a low end scale too, right? Until this album comes out, and they kind of blow up because of these two big songs. But um, you know, you, you could you could feel that they played off of each other very very well, and they just kind of like like you said, they they just jammed, and then they pick the pick the songs apart and pick the best pieces. Yeah. And and there's a you have to have a familiarity with with your band and have have trust with them to to make that right. work. I think I don't know. I've never been in a band, but I, I like to like to think that that's what happens. Well, in terms of this song, she says that she might be doing the high part, and then Cindy would do the low part, and then we'd switch it. And okay. she said, and on particularly on Rome, we crossed over in the highs and lows. Okay. And that's what makes it so fun. Where I'm yeah. like, okay, who's doing this? Like, I know the first verse is Kate. Yeah. The second verse is Cindy. I think the third verse is Kate. Yeah. I yeah. I don't know. I, at that point, I just I kind of lose. I got to go back to the video yeah, to see yeah. who's singing. But the key, of course, is in the chorus. Yeah. And my favorite part, I think, there's so many. I always have many, multiple. Yeah. But when they say Rome, if you want to, like the yeah the, yeah. The, that was a terrible version of. Let me try that again. Rome, if you want to. I oh, know. <laughs> we'll, we'll play the song. How about that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rome, if you want to. Rome around the world. Rome, if you want to. Without anything but the love we see. When they say Rome, they actually pronounce it with the A. Rome. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I just love the sound i love how they pronounce the words i love how they flow them together and i love when they just decide to move their voices up and down at will yeah yeah i'm gonna talk just one more little thing about about the video and why the song really works is uh, again like fred schneider's not involved in the lyrics at all but you watch the video and he's the like he's the hammiest one in the video because it's just them in front of like a green screen with shots of like stock footage shots from around the world in the, in the background. And then of course, bananas flying through uh, bagels or donuts or whatever it is. But uh, like Fred Schneider's just like, yeah, there's, there's no subtlety to, to what he's doing. He's just like, yeah, he's just being a goof yeah. on, on in the video, which is, which is fantastic. And I mean, the guitar sound is really particular to, the band, especially yeah. the early Ricky Wilson mm-hmm. guitar, which is only four strings and really odd yeah. ways of tuning it. He had a really unique way of tuning that no one else was really doing. Mm-hmm. And then Keith Strickland, when he took over guitar for this album, yeah. learned it. Spent yeah. those two years just learning it. He's bringing something really interesting in that guitar work.
I find it very reminiscent of REM. Right. Um, I wonder if there's an Athens sound. Well, yeah, that's that's what uh, that's what I was wondering because they they must have hung out together at some point or another, right? They're buddies. I mean, yeah. we know as she's saying on Shiny Happy People. Yeah, exactly. The, yeah. The next single, which was called Deadbeat Club, yeah. Michael Stipe is in it. Oh yeah, that's so, right. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and they actually. Uh, they were recording this at the same time that Green was being recorded because they did. Yeah. So REM had joined Warner Brothers through yeah. recommendations from B fifty two. So there's definitely a crossover of them yeah. hanging out. Yeah, yeah. But the sounds of like that that guitar opening with those drums coming in, mm-hmm. and then later on, there's these hand claps. Yeah, that just add to it. <laughs> So shout out to the producer Nile Rogers of Chic. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, they had like the they had the two most premier producers for to me this type of stuff in the eighties. Yeah, for the Nile Rogers, who is just a oh, he's, he's a hit maker. Hit maker. He's just gold. He's a he's a touring with Duran Duran this summer. Oh, okay. Well, let's make that happen. Yeah, <laughs> and then. Uh, they had Don Waz for four yeah. other songs. So yeah. is it Waz or not Waz? <laughs> was not Waz. Was was not Waz. Was not Waz. Well, well, not. That's oh. that's a song we're doing later. Oh, we're right? doing Walk the Dinosaur. Yeah, we are definitely. <laughs> I think this is a, at least the eighth time we've referenced that yeah, song. It's happening. <laughs> yeah. So so what what would you say is your favorite part of the song? Then was it the uh... Rome? If you want. Yeah. To. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sorry. How about yours? Um. There's a lot of little subtle things that I really like. I love the guitar work in the song, but at the end when they're just doing the ending where when they keep repeating um mm-hmm. take it to the hip rocket through the wilderness, right near the end there there's in the background even there's uh, at the 335 mark I think it is there's there's this scream yeah, and then there's a couple of yas in the background and I just love the way that that plays with the with the song. It just it it just seems like I said, it just seems so so fun. Yeah, they they control that scream so well yeah. that it ha- that w- and then in the video, it oh yeah, <laughs> goes. On the- we might have to talk about that video in a moment here, but yeah. the uh, yeah, that's a good. I have that written down somewhere here. The controlled roar I have written down on my page. Yeah. Oh, it was good. It was. It's so fun. Yeah. So the video mm-hmm. is one of the great examples of green screen use of that era. Yeah. Green, so they're in front of the green screen, but you as a viewer know they're in front of the green screen. They do. Yeah. And they're playing with it where mm-hmm. they're hamming it up, they're running around. Yeah. I do wonder about what this feels like 30 years later where you're like, ah, you know, I don't know about the agency of the people that you're putting in the these videos from like the classic what seemed like national geographic yeah, where yeah, yeah. you're looking at the exotic other yeah which is also the criticism of travel from canada america travel yeah. we're like oh we're going around the world we're going to see cultures it's like you're just taking in these cultures but you're also using them as your own props yeah and yeah. it's only gotten worse possibly with the the instagram world but in some ways it's so kitschy yeah, it not, do, doesn't seem exploitive necessarily. No, it's, it, just, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that, I mean, I don't want to speak for the band back in 89, but I think they may have been already cognizant of that. It's like, let, let's pick stuff that, like, it's it's kind of 
it's kind of out there and it's kind of a little bit ridiculous and it just because it works with the band right yeah here's a word they use for the style of the band thrift store chic yes yeah that makes sense and there's always that five percent of the world and you know within your friendship group there's those people chris newkirk (laughs) who just kind of get it they just naturally have style yeah and to me, this band is one of them where it's yeah. like, okay, whatever you pick to wear just works. Yeah. And so I don't despise those people. I want those people to take me shopping. I'm a little envious of them that they oh can just goodness. make it. Yeah. Yeah. Here I am like trying to have style and it's it's never worked. I, I categorize my, my, uh, my style as ultra lame. Yeah. <laughs> what we need. Our B-52s to hang out with us. Yeah, B-52s I think so. bring so much, uh, I'd just say, color to the world. Yeah. In terms of, and so when I think about the music, I think about just multicolors. Like a, yeah. a world of technicolor. And I've been working through albums. The one before, it got criticized. I read yeah, a Rolling Stone yeah. article that was really dismissive of their previous albums. But they had a song on there. It's called The Girl from Ipanema Goes to Greenland. And it's okay. fantastic. And it's so cool. Yeah. And I'm just realizing, like, all right, I just want to hang out with these people. Yeah. These people are just, they, they're, like, they're on a wavelength that I'm not on, but I want to be around. Well, I think Kate Pearson, I think she, it, it's in upstate New York. She has a, like, um, like a, a, a cottage-type uh, hotel with her partner. Yeah. Um, and and i saw this interview with her and it, it was a, from a couple of years ago and she's in her 70s and she's still just rocking bright red hair and oh, yeah. uh, and has that complete aesthetic about her but uh like i i was i was watching this interview and she's walking around like her her um property and and like with all the these cottages and and all this other sort of stuff and thinking like I like to go there, like you know, I, I'd I'd go there and probably bug her and fanboy her a bit or or something like that, and, and she'd probably be really annoyed with it. And you know, I tell her about this podcast, and she'd listen and tell us how we got everything completely wrong and and all of that. But uh, um, it, watching it, she she felt accessible in the in the sense that just like you know what, she'd probably sit down and have a drink with us. Perfect, and take a thrift store shopping. Yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, all right. Well, that'll be included on our road trip when we roam around. We're going to hit walking to Memphis. We're also going to go to the Catskills where she's living right now. Is the Catskills in upstate New York? Oh, man. Why you I'm really call terrible me with geography. I'm just going to call, call everything the Catskills. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Time to go to categories? Yeah, let's hit some categories up. Um, so what do you want? Mixtape? Mix I, I usually go first on mixtape and I feel bad that I might be stealing some no, of no, your stuff. I, so. I always have tons. Oh, okay. Does that mean you want me to go? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, so yeah, my mixtape, there, there's a couple of obvious ones, or there's one really obvious one. Um, and that's just the relationship, uh, between the B-52s and, and REM. So that would be shiny, happy people. Yeah. It has a very similar feel to it, I find. Um, Another song that came out in around the same time, but also had a similar sort of retro uh, vibe that um, the B-52s had, uh, because with the big like bouffant, like beehive uh, wigs and the the retro clothes that they wore, Delights, Groove is in the Heart. Oh, good call. And then I probably end it with uh, 
something like uh, we had mentioned, uh, the Go-Go's, um, uh, our lips are sealed. Okay, that's good. I had that down too, but I okay. also had another one in capitals from the Go-Go's. Okay. They have a song called Vacation. Yes! Oh. So I was thinking that would go with Rome. Yeah. The Venus Bananarama. Yeah, okay. Uh, by Burnt Bananarama, their version of Venus. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that just because Bananarama also has this sort of they don't care vibe yeah. going on, which I feel well, like... When um, your band name is Bananarama, you kind of have true. to have that vibe, right? The B-52s have that too, but they don't seem to be as uh, angry about it. They just don't care. Yeah, and they're like, this well, is like they're we, don't, we don't need to fit. And it's like, the whole thing is we don't fit. They seem so alien. And th- yeah. it's, it's fair enough because they love that sort of sci-fi schlock stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Fred Schneider was a big vinyl collector and they would listen to all these like out there music but especially those like sci-fi movies yeah and so i picked um just speaking of out there like out of time i was thinking annette funicello from okay. beach blanket bingo yeah but not beach blanket bingo but pineapple princess which is a just <laughs> okay. of that era <laughs> gotcha. and i feel like there's there's a 60s vibe going on yeah but they don't fit anywhere no really they don't. yeah to quote an rem album they're out of time yeah and i was and, gonna say they're shiny happy people <laughs> that's a good one too I want more B-52s in my life. I just like, I've been missing out on this. So I'm I'm going to be keep going back to the well here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I want to dig into their sort of deeper catalog here and and, and get like understand, like listen to more and more yeah. of their stuff. Right. So yeah. um, now yeah. here's the problem is because they're so unique. Can you imagine anyone being able to cover any of their songs, let alone, especially Rome though? Rome? How, who could cover this? I well, I, I don't think it's it's going to be a surprise when I when I tell our listeners who I think should Carly Ray Jepsen. I was going to say Michael Bolton, but yes, no, Car- Carly Ray Jepsen and Michael Bolton together. And Michael Bolton. I don't know. Well, he could be in the video like Fred Schneider, right? Just okay. hamming it up on All the right. screen, right? But yeah. uh, no, I, I think I think Carly Ray Jepsen actually, and you know, my own personal biases aside and all that, but I think that she kind of also fits that. Um, yeah, because she doesn't really care. Like she, she's her own person, and she does what she wants, and she has fun with it, right? She would need someone with her, though, wouldn't she? Or, or is yeah. she going to do it? Di- oh, I'm, I'm wondering who, who I would, uh, who I would pick to harmonize with her. Be a tough one. Yeah, well, we'll need. But I think somebody. she could do it solo too. <sighs> yeah, I just don't know if she. It's just like I think if she could try it, but then I think it would make people angry. Sometimes the cover is done. And it drives you back to the original. Yeah. Sort of like whenever someone covers Hallelujah yeah. on uh, well, except one of those for, like, maybe Jeff Buckley, right? But, yeah. Well, he gets he gets his pass. So, yeah. yeah. So, okay. So, Carly Jepsen with a Jeff Buckley uh, sound alike. <laughs> so, um, okay. Yeah. We, we don't want to talk about Michael Bolton. Um, no, I and, don't think yeah, Michael Bolton no. could do this. Um I know, I think Chris Newkirk loves this Yeah, song. we don't need to even ask. Yeah, we don't of need to ask. Of course he loves this. Chris, we're speaking on your behalf. You love this song. Yeah. Um, party song, this would go... I In a wedding, I think you have to play Love Shack. Yeah. So I feel this would be a great one to play at like a house party. You're having people over and yeah. you just put this on and people would be like, this is such a good song. Yeah. I didn't know it. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. Uh, would you sing this at karaoke? Uh, do I have Carly Rae Jepsen harmonizing no, with me? No, you and me, karaoke. Oh, man, we're going to get so many people angry at us when yeah. we try. <laughs> well, we always got it. People did threaten us when we did Endless Love. That's true, yeah. yeah. 
I would try it, but I wouldn't do a good job. Okay. Could this be a Hallmark movie? Well, it depends on what, what the meaning of the movie yeah. is. Is, is. Yours it, is a Hallmark movie. Yeah. Mine is a blue one. Yeah. Okay. Hallmark after dark. Hallmark after dark. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Okay. This would definitely work at a talent show in elementary school. I just think people, I could just see people singing and jumping yeah. up and down to this. This would be a great jump rope for heart song. Yeah. Yeah. to quote something that's a local yeah, thing from yeah, exactly. the mid-80s. So, so the people in the Niagara region who grew up yeah. ar- around our era really know what we're talking about. The rest of the world, uh, you get you can figure it out. I know this is coming at the uh, end of the episode, but um, I really wanted to dedicate this episode, or this song particularly, to two people. Uh, the first people would be Wine Moms Everywhere. And uh, uh, secondly, um, our friend, Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy, who loves the B-52s. Really? Yeah. No, he hates the B-52s. He hates the B-52s, Millhouse from The Simpsons, and Tweety. So whenever it's his birthday, I usually send him a video of one, if not all of those people, or all of those things. Um, But I still really think that Jeremy could benefit from listening to this episode and appreciating Rome for what it is. Yeah, because it's a great song. It's a fantastic song. I don't know song. what your problem is, Jeremy. Yeah, Jer, what's your problem, man? Okay. Well, if you have a request, you know, you always can send it out to us. Yep. Not just you, Jeremy, but you listeners. Yes. And if you hate a song, you could tell us, and we might just do it, yeah. and then just call you out on it. Yeah. We A lot of the things we do on this uh, on this podcast are done out of spite. <laughs> yeah. I, this song has no spite in it. No. And this is what I love about the B-52s is there isn't... Any trace of meanness no. in anything they do. Yeah. And I want that to be part of my life. Yeah. I just want to be kind. Like, there's a... It's not just kind, but they're fun. So, I feel like if I were to show up at a party and the B-52s would be there, they would welcome me because no matter how weird I feel, they'd yeah. say, weird is good. You belong. And so, B-52s, I'm ready to go to one of your parties. Yes, Absolutely. And so if you're feeling like us, we are always a bit different. Odd? Yeah. yeah. Odd, weird. But you know what? It's going to come around for you. And so with the B-52s, they might have had a, a bad stretch there. I don't think they did, but whatever, Rolling Stone. Yeah. They had their cosmic thing. You're going to have yours too. And in the meantime, you can roam if you want to. You can roam around the world. <laughs>